are listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Also, would like to remind you that if you would like to 
start receiving texts and updates from this broadcast, then all you have to do is get your phone out and text at CAC Daily to the number 81010. And when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air, we'll send you a text let you know what's going on. That's at CAC Daily to the number 81010. Well, it is a Wednesday. We had a great study last night, Tuesday night, 7.30, PAC, Midweek Bible Study. And we're having that online for the time being, but we're hoping to get back into the sanctuary soon. And also, uh, we would like to remind everyone that the services for Sister Tito Ratliff, uh, she passed away yesterday, and so we need to be in much prayer for the family uh, as they are uh, grieving the loss of Sister Tito. Uh, the, the services uh, will be uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. That's Thursday night at 7 p.m. 6 o'clock is visitation, but 7 o'clock service, and that will be at Bailey Funeral Home in Elkhorn City, Kentucky, and we encourage all to attend. And also the funeral will be Friday at 12 uh, p.m., so keep that in mind. And that's at Bailey Funeral Home also. So keep all that in mind and uh, come and be a blessing to this family. That's Thursday night at 7 and uh, also 6 o'clock is the visitation service at 7. And then we will have the funeral at 12 on Friday. So keep all that in mind and uh, be in much prayer for uh, this family as they are going through the loss of Sister Tito. Sister Tito has uh, been with this family for many, many, many years in her 90s. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a great loss and, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a matriarch of the family, uh, served the Lord with all her heart and uh, loved the Lord with all her heart and just uh, some great, great uh, testimonies of her life. So, uh, we, we are looking to see her again. And so we're going to have a homegoing celebration because we understand that when a saint of God passes away, it's not a funeral. It's not a, it's not a time of, of, uh, you know, other than just being hurt because of the loss. It's, it should be a happy time that, uh, we should say the Lord, uh, has kept her and she served the Lord. She ran the race. She kept the faith. She finished her course. And now she has a crown laid up for her in heaven. So uh, that's that's the assurance the people of God have. And uh, also, we'd like to just, uh, as we said, uh, you know, make mention that we need all of our musicians and singers and all from the church that could go and be a part of that service. That'll be uh, tomorrow night. 6 o'clock visitation, 7 o'clock service, Friday at 12. Also, we have uh, some uh, announcements we need to make, more announcements we need to make mention of. Uh, CAC homecoming service, Saturday, October the 21st, and Sunday, October the 22nd. Brother George Scott's going to be with us. going to be a great time with Brother Scott. Also, CAC Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. 
and Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. And also, uh, CAC Daily ICAST right here. Yes, we are getting ready to celebrate our 10th anniversary service. That'll be the 5th of December. We started back in 2013. So, uh, yeah, we we had uh, started back in 2013, and now uh, we are going to have a celebration, online celebration, if you will. That'll be Tuesday, December the 5th. Also, Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m., CAC Christmas program. And then we end the year with our New Year's Eve celebration. That'll be Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to midnight. Also, we'd like to make mention coming up, I think it will be on Tuesday. We'll wait till Pike County announces when they're going to have uh, trick-or-treat. We have an alternative That's right. We're doing an alternative where we can witness to our community. We give them information about the upcoming, uh, you know, services and and times of services and all of that. So uh, we open up the campus to Tuesday, uh, October the 31st, 6 to 8 p.m. for CAC Trunk or Treat. And we decorate our vehicles in biblical themes so that we can witness to a world that is um, maybe never been witnessed to. So that's what we do, and that's why we do it. So uh, if you want to be a part of that uh, and get a trunk set up, uh, just get in contact with us either by email or by text, and we will try our best to get uh, the information to you. And uh, also, we'd like to uh, remind everyone of all of our prayer requests, of course. We want to remember... Uh, Sister Tito Ratliff family, and uh, let's uh, be in much prayer for them for the next few days and uh, even weeks and months to come. Also, let's remember Charles Wolford, Pam Bartley, uh, Sister Debbie Ratliff's mom, Brother Ray Sawyers, Pete Sensel, Stephanie Sensel, Selena Bryant, Stacy Dotson, Leo Lander, uh, Mark Smith, Angie Smith, Cohen Hunt, and Braden Anderson. Let's remember all of these in prayer. And if you have a prayer request that you'd like to make known and give to us, you can do that several ways. You can call in at 606-282-4108, or you can email those to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. And also... Uh, You can uh, put it in the chat room or the comment section. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we have gathered, that we will fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world, and that we will rightly divide the word of truth when we teach your word later on. We ask, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for Sister Tito's family, that you would just comfort them, Sister Barb and Sister Susan, that you would just wrap your arms around them and comfort them and help them as they go through this great loss in their family. I pray, Lord, that you would bless the church to be a blessing to them. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for all of those that need to touch spiritually, physically, or mentally that are on our prayer list. 
You know their needs, their situations, their circumstances. And Lord, we look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. You supply every need. You are our Savior. You are our provider. Uh, you're our Jehovah Jireh. And Lord, we just pray that you would move in a mighty and miraculous way for each and every one watching today, either live or by way of on demand, that they too might be touched as they watch this broadcast and give you praise. And it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, uh, we do have uh, some things that we're going to try to squeeze in between now and the bottom of the hour. It is 10.13 in the a.m. This is episode number 152 of this year. I don't know if we're going to, it'll be so close, but I don't think we're going to be able to get our 200 episodes in. We may, we may. I haven't really done the math, but we're 152 episodes today, and we're on day 270 of this year. And looks like that uh, also, uh, as we said, we get about 200 episodes a year. And by the time we get to the end of the year and uh, December, we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary right here at CAC Daily ICAST started back in 2013 with over 2,100 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And uh, also, let's see what else we can get into here looking at the weather. Of course, uh, today, uh, that's not the weather. That's Perry Mason in a pirate hat. <laughs> yeah, that's little Perry Mason in a pirate hat. So uh, there you have it. Uh, I got to see if I can get to the weather here. But let's uh, see if I can't uh, maybe change that and get to the weather because uh we gotta we gotta see what uh, the weather's gonna be here in east kentucky perry mason's aside ain't he and uh so uh let's see uh and um let's uh do this uh okay now we can see if we can get the weather in it's going to be, uh, it's currently about 62 degrees outside my window pane and looks like it's about uh, going to be somewhere in the 76 range today. Uh, some sun then turning cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm and not as warm. So it's going to feel cooler than 76. Uh, it's actually the real feel 76, but just because no humidity and all that, it's going to feel cooler. Then tomorrow, it's going to be mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, 76 for the high. And then Friday, mostly sunny with a shower in places. And the high is going to be somewhere around 76 degrees. So there you have it. That's what's happening in our little portion of the world. And looking at our uh, radar conditions, of course, uh, we like to always show you what's going on. And you can see that right here in our little part of East Kentucky, we've got some rain off to our uh, west, and uh, it's headed our way. So, uh, yeah, it's headed our way, so we might as well get ready for it. So it'll be here later today. But uh, right now, looking outside my window pane, the sun is shining. 
Oh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The sun is shining. Everything is uh, bright. And, uh, well, that's all going to change here by this evening. Well, let's see if I'm, I don't think I've left out anything weather-wise. Well, you say, let's just start reading in the Word today. We need to read our Bible. Why? It's a fascinating book. Second Samuel chapter 21. Then there was a famine in the days of David three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites, and the children of Israel had sworn unto them. And Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And wherewith shall I make the atonement, that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said unto him, We will have no silver nor gold of Saul, nor of his house. Neither for us shalt thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, What ye shall say, that will I do for you. And they answered the king, The man that consumed us, and that devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coasts of Israel, let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni, and Mephibosheth and the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Maholathite. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together, and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of barley harvest. And Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock from the beginning of harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day nor the beasts of the field by night. And it was told David what Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, the concubine of Saul, had done. And David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son from the men of Jabesh-Gilead which had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son buried they in the country of Benjamin in Zelah, in the sepulcher of Kish his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that God was entreated for the land. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines, and David waxed faint. And Ishbi Benob, which was of the sons of the giant, 
the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass and weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, succored him, and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this, that there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibachai the Hushathite slew Saph, which was of the sons of the giant. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Elhanan, the son of Jareoregum, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath, where was a man of great stature, that had on every hand six fingers, and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number, and he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan the son of Shimea, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. 2 Samuel chapter 22 And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hands of all his enemies, and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness pavilions round about him dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me. For they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. 
but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him, and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people thou wilt save, but thine eyes are upon the haughty, that thou mayest bring them down. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God, save the Lord? And who is a rock, save our God? God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them, and turned not again until I had consumed them. And I have consumed them, and wounded them, that they could not arise. Yea, they are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, but there was none to save, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street, and did spread them abroad. Thou also hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me to be head of the heathen. A people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avengeth me, and that bringeth down the people under me, and that bringeth me forth from mine enemies. Thou also hast lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me, Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. And I will sing praises unto thy name. 
He is the tower of salvation for his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, unto David, and to his seed forevermore. Second Samuel chapter 23. Now these be the last words of David. David the son of... Time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the List Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, in what book in the Bible is an iron axe head recorded as floating? In what book in the Bible is an iron axe head recorded as floating? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results... We do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, we did not have a trivia question yesterday, so this would have been Monday's trivia question. And uh, the trivia question for Monday was simply this. What does the Bible say in the book of Proverbs? What is rather to be chosen than great riches? And out of those that participated, looks like 100% of you got it right. That's right. You got it right. So uh, we'll give you a hand. And the correct answer is a good name. A good name's better to be chosen than great riches. So uh, that was yesterday's trivia question. Today's trivia question, just simply, in what book in the Bible is an iron axe head recorded as floating? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, it is time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lags so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch that any key. That's right. Don't touch the any key. 
Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. And we are going to uh, pick up in our study where we left off on Monday. We did not have a broadcast uh, yesterday. And if you're not getting our text and updates when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulties, something happens, we can't get on the air. Get your phone out right now and do this just right now, right before we get ready to study. Go ahead and text at CAC Daily. That's all you put in the text and you text that to the number 81010. Remember, it's not through messages, it's not through messenger. You got to do it through your phone, like you're texting uh, from phone to phone. So uh, with that, you just put at CAC Daily in the text. And then you just text that to the number 81010 and you'll be put on the list. So uh, we had a cancellation yesterday due to our scheduling and we just wasn't able to uh, get back in time to get on air. Um, Also, we would like to just make mention that we want everyone who is watching uh, to be in much prayer for the Leah Tito Ratliff family. Uh, Sister Tito passed away yesterday. Uh, the services will be Thursday at 7 p.m. at Bailey Funeral Home and in Elkhorn City, Kentucky. And then uh, the funeral service will be at 12 on Friday at Bailey Funeral Home in Elkhorn City, Kentucky. So be in much prayer uh, for the family. If you can come out and be a blessing to this family, uh, please do so. Uh, 
Well, let's just pick up right where we left off. Uh, this would have been, as we said, on Monday uh, because we did not have a, uh, a uh, study yesterday. So uh, we want to uh, bring this up on the uh, screen for you. And it just begins to say, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, we want to go to the Lord in prayer today as we study. This is lesson number 1086 of our study through the Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to utilize this platform to teach your Word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us, that we would be able to take the Word that you have had written and expound it fully rightly divide it, and that we would all leave this study knowing more about your word. And Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we uh, were uh, studying the church in Sardis, and now we are talking about the church in Philadelphia. Philadelphia uh, simply means uh, it's brotherly love, if you if you will, and uh, so uh, I want to uh, just kind of give you the Greek uh, for that because it's important that we understand uh, the New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament written in Hebrew, and so we want to make sure that we get all of these. Uh, things, uh, you know, uh, expounded fully to you so that you can uh, not only study deeper, uh, because uh, there's nothing wrong with studying deeper. It helps us get a full knowledge of what's being said. So un- unto the angel, and this is this is to the angel, and remember the angel is talking about the pastor of the Church of Philadelphia, uh, right? And uh, so I want to just pick up and just mention a few things here that I feel is important for us to grab onto as we uh, study today. Uh, the scripture reference that we are reading is found in uh, Revelation chapter number three 
and beginning at verse 7 and continuing through verse 13. Uh, so you can uh, kind of read along, take notes. If you write in your Bible, you can write notes, side notes. Um, the word Philadelphia simply means brotherly love. That sounds like a good church to, to attend, right? It sounds like a good church to be a part of where there is brotherly love. Number one, not only was the Church of Philadelphia uh, defined as brotherly love, we today need to have love one toward another in the church. If you say you're part of the church, you should love your brothers and your sisters. You shouldn't be uh, picking and choosing uh, how you love or, or who you love. You should say, if you're part of the church, I love you, and, uh, and, uh, and just go from there. Uh, because uh, we're living in a world that it seems like that when uh, church folks fall out, uh, they, they don't love each other anymore, and they want to destroy each other. That's not how God's people act or behave. That is an act and behavior of the flesh as well as influenced by uh, Satan himself, the demonic powers. So uh, we need to love. We need to be a church like Philadelphia, brotherly love. Now, this is uh, a church that all of us can model uh, ourselves after in these last days uh, because uh, the church that... Uh, is looked at here, of course, is a church that had no criticism, no criticism of this church from the Lord and has promised an escape from the great tribulation. So the Lord had no criticism. He had nothing negative to say uh, to them. You know, other churches had admonitions and, uh, you know, told that they needed to do this and they needed to repent and all these things. Look at the church of Philadelphia. The first thing that is mentioned, the Lord commended Philadelphia church on several points. Number one, they had a little strength left. This referred to their uh, numerical strength, if you will. Uh, they were few in number, but they certainly were not feeble. Or he would have said, you're weak and you need to be strong, so pray that you may get stronger. Uh, so most commentaries, most people say that when you're talking about uh, the little strength, it's talking about being few in number. Uh, have you ever noticed how that church attendance of churches that are standing for the word, preaching the word, believing the word, the numbers are getting smaller and it's not in one particular area. You can't look and say, well, it's in East Kentucky because we're in a poverty-stricken area and everybody's moving out to go work in different places. It, it has nothing to do with geographical area. It has everything to do with the wickedness of the day, with all that's going on in our world. How many times have you seen somebody backslide because they didn't want to abstain from the very appearance of evil, or they didn't want to come out from among the world. And the next thing you know, they're wrapped, they're wrapped right back up into the world. Well, he says, you got a little strength, 
And uh, they had much spiritual strength, even though there were not many of them. Preachers, I've heard them say through the years, I'd rather have 10 people that love the Lord than to have 100 people that don't. And and I understand what they're saying. Uh, they'd rather have 10 sincere, uh, 100% people of God than to have a house full of hypocrites and unbelievers and all that. But if we're going to grow and reach the world in which we live, we're going to have to reach out to those who don't know the Lord, those who, uh, you know, uh, are unbelievers and uh, backsliders and uh, all of those. we got to reach out to them. So uh, he says you have a little strength, which refers to their numerical strength, as most commentaries talk about. They had uh, much spiritual strength, even though they were not many of them. And this is true of the church today. Now, I'm not one of these people that says, oh, if you got a church full of people, if you got a hundred people, if you got a thousand people, if you got five thousand people, then you've got a bunch of hypocrites and all that. No, I'm not one of those people that says that. But I am one of these people that says our numbers in every church across the nation and around the world are starting to dwindle. And the reason being is because the love of many's waxing cold, uh, iniquities abounding. Uh, there's sin on every hand. It just seems like evil is just all around and people are just giving up or people are so wrapped up in the world. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah had a lot of people, but it was not, uh, you know, uh, just Lot and his wife and two daughters that got out. So, so, uh, all of these illustrations let us know that, uh, you know, they may be a lot of people in a city. They may be a lot of people in the church, but we're going to see as time goes on, the numbers start to dwindle. I'm pretty sure that most of us can say church attendance. And I've, I've had, I have pastors who ask me this all the time. They say, are you all back to the numbers you were before COVID? And I say, no. And they say, uh, we're not either. And, and we start talking and we start talking that some people have failed to return. Some people are not going to return. And this is what happens as evil abounds, as things happen in this world. Uh, that's why we have to stand steadfast because if we're not careful, we'll be just like those who decided COVID was just too bad and too big and too, to this or that, so they're going to stay home now. Don't stay home. Come back out to the house of God. If you go to Walmart, get to the church house. If you go to, uh, you know, grocery shop, get to the church house. If you go to work, get to the church house. Very simple. So the commendation was that you've got a little strength. So, uh, when you look at the churches today, you see that there's strong churches in faith, but sometimes they're not this conglomerate mega church in attendance, in numbers, if you will. Numbers don't really mean anything to the Lord, um, you know, but, but uh, our life, our sincerity, our faith, uh, the way we live does matter to the Lord. So um, he also commends them and tells them, 
you have kept my word. You see, a lot of churches are leaving the word of God. Now, this sounds cliche, and this sounds kind of uh, like somebody uh, uneducated, harping on things that they don't know what progressive means and all this, but we're living in a world where people are moving away from the Word of God. We're moving toward entertainment. Uh, if we don't have the, the lights, the camera, the action, the, the jumping, the leaping, the running, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But people get so wrapped up in that that they forget about the Word. You see, you can be excited and have a great time at church and run the aisles and shout and, and do flip-flops. But if you don't live the word, you're just going through the motions. You know, you're just going through the motions. And so he says, you kept my word. You didn't keep my word because you were a church with great numbers. You didn't keep my word because you was a mega church. You didn't keep my word because you was busting out the seams. You just simply kept my word because that's what we're supposed to live by. You can't live on revival services. I know people that run from church to church, from revival to revival, from conference to conference, and, and then when they go back to their home church, they're, they're sitting there, waiting for the next conference, waiting for the next revival because they're not really serving the Lord and keeping his word. They're running after the excitement of revival or the excitement of a conference. Oh, I love to go to conferences. I love to go to revivals. I love to go to men's retreat. I love to go to all these things. But you know what? It's, it's, it's a great experience to be with other people, to worship the Lord, but that's not what should drive us. We should keep the word. We should keep the word. So not only did this church believe God's word, but they also obeyed it. Now, there's a difference in saying, I believe the Bible. Well, do you believe it enough to keep it, obey it? And most people say, yeah, yeah, I obey the word. Well, how do you live? How do you live right now? Are, are you a person that comes to church? Are you a person that, that stays home? Are you a person that, uh, you know, come out from among the world? Are you a person that's still part of the world? All of these things, we have to understand that uh, this church, Philadelphia, was commended that you're keeping, you're keeping the word. And uh, this church that is waiting for the Lord's return, which is uh, something that we can apply to our life, will be obeying the word, keeping the word until he comes. We're not going to change with the times. We're not going to change the doctrine. We're not going to change, uh, you know, all the, all the things that other people think is important to have church. We're just simply going to obey the word of God, keep the word of God. After all, wouldn't you like for the Lord to look at you and say, you may have been little in number, but you kept the word. Oh, I, you know, I, 
I pray that we bust out the seams. I pray revival happens and we we bust out the seams, have to add on, have to build, expand, and all this. But I would like to say I'd rather hear that people's busting out the seams with the word. You may be 50 people, but if you're busting out the seams with the word, you're keeping the word. That's what I want us to to grab onto. And that's what uh, you know, the Church of Philadelphia was about. It was a church of brotherly love, uh, defined as that, but it was also a church that kept his word. And then the next thing that w- they were commended about was uh, they had not denied the name of the Lord. You see, a lot of people say they're serving the Lord, but they deny his name. They deny his name in baptism. You see, if if we're not careful, we will start going the route of what man says is acceptable rather than what the Word of God says is acceptable. You know, the Bible says to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. So we have to prove ourselves acceptable unto the Lord. Uh, you, You know, you don't have to prove anything to the pastor. You don't have to prove anything to the community, but you do have to prove yourself to the Lord. And with that said, uh, the Church of Philadelphia had not denied his name. Hold on to the name of Jesus. Pray in his name. Ask in his name. If you read the Word of God, it is a fascinating book. I, I like to throw this little graphic up. Read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. If if you read your Bible, what you will understand is that, yes, uh, we we are in a world that uh, that has a lot of things going on in the name of religion, the name of church. But they're denying his name. Everything that Jesus taught, ask what you will in my name. You know, uh, his name, we should preach his name. We should teach his name. We should pray in his name. We should baptize in his name. Why? Because it's all about the name of Jesus. This is what the Church of Philadelphia, you haven't denied my name. I don't want to deny the name of the Lord. He said if we deny him, he will deny us. I want to embrace the name of Jesus. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, you need to come to Cornerstone or Pipeful Apostolic Church, and we will baptize you in the name of Jesus. Don't deny his name. Don't get so wrapped up in in uh, theology of man that you forget God's word is forever settled in heaven. God has forever settled his word in heaven. So it's not going to change from generation to generation. It's the same. He said, I'm Jesus and I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am God and I change not. With all of that understanding, we need to say, I want to be like the church of Philadelphia. I do not want to deny his name. So Philadelphia Church, they were people that baptized in Jesus' name. 
for remission of sins. You know, that's the only way that people ever baptized up until they started arguing about the Godhead and they started arguing about is there three gods or is there one God? Is there, uh, you know, do we have Father, Son, Holy Ghost and that's the way we should do everything or do everything in the name of Jesus? Before that argument at the Council of Nicaea, there was no debate of how to baptize. You took somebody to the river or to a, a pool of water and you took them completely under, buried them, completely under, in the name of Jesus. Even Encyclopedia Britannica, in the original uh, years of when they were first come out, said that uh, people were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, they, were not, um, they were not baptized in the titles. So what happened in life? What happened to churches today that they're so wrapped up? Well, we're seeing these churches in Revelation, and we can see why the churches are like they are today. We can see a little bit of church in our community, in our surrounding areas, by just reading the seven churches of Revelation. But, oh, if we can be like the church of Philadelphia, if we can hold fast his name, if we cannot deny his name, if we can preach the name of Jesus. Remember, why were the disciples thrown into jail? It wasn't because they were preachers. It wasn't because they had left, uh, you know, following uh, the church and synagogues of the day. It's because they preached the name of Jesus. Every bit of the persecution, every time they were thrown in jail, Paul and Silas wasn't put in jail just because they were street ministers. And people said, oh, you're disturbing the peace. No, they was preaching the name of Jesus. Many disciples were beaten and strictly told, you do not preach or teach in this name anymore. Did they quit? No. They're like the Church of Philadelphia. They didn't deny his name. They're going to go out and preach his name anyway. You can beat them, but they're still going to preach his name. You can uh, make fun of them. They're still going to preach his name. You can throw them in prison. They're still going to preach his name. The question for us today, are we going to be the Church of Philadelphia? Are we going to hold fast his name, keep his word, are we going to preach his word? Are we going to baptize in his name for remission of sins? The pressure from the world will be to deny the name of Jesus. But the church, the true church, will be faithful and true to his name. I'm not ashamed to say I serve Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to say I've been baptized in his name. I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Jesus man. Now, many uneducated people have made a argument with arrogance about that. I'm not one that's arrogant about it. I'm just stating if I'm going to follow the word of God, I have to preach, teach, baptize anything we do 
we do in the name of Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Pretty simple if we hold on to the Bible. I want to be like the Church of Philadelphia. They kept the word of his patience. The Philadelphia church was faithful and true. What you saw is what you got. What you see is what you get. There was no compromise with the world. Uh, We're not going to become like the world. We're not going to let down the standards. If people want to be saved, they will meet the criteria of the word, not the world. If people want to be saved, they're going to live steadfast in a life of holiness, separation from the world. And then there was no word of rebuke against the church of Philadelphia. Not one word of rebuke. The exhortation was to not let go of what they've received. That's our word to you today. Don't let go of what you know is truth. Don't let go of what you know is real. Don't let go of the name of Jesus. Don't let go of his word. Oh, but other churches are saying if we'll do this, then we can have a great number. Yeah, if people want to start letting down on standard and start quit preaching, uh, they want to quit preaching truth and quit baptizing in his name and all these things, yeah, they might be more people that says, well, you know, if I don't have to give up anything, I'll come to church. I've had people look at me and they've said this very thing. I can't live like you all live. So I guess I won't be coming to your church. We're just living like the Bible says. We're just living like the Bible says. I want to hear him say, well done. I could care less if the community thinks I'm going overboard. I could care less if people look and say, you all are just fanatic. If you're going to be excited about anything, fanatic about anything, you better be that about Jesus because it's all about Jesus. He said, the volume of the book, it's written about him. But I thought the book was, you know, about this and about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and about the, no, everything is about Jesus. So there are two promises given to this church. And I want to close with this because Jesus is coming soon. He will have a church when he returns. The question was asked, you know, shall he find faith or will he find faith upon the earth? Yes, he will. You say, how do you know? Because Paul already prophesied it. He said, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord in the air. Dead in Christ going to rise first. But we're not going to be denied. We're going to meet them in the air so they will be faith on the earth. So then he gives them the instruction to hold fast what they have and the Lord will raise up others to continue until he comes. I believe that. I believe there's not going to be this little dying out church, fizzling out, 
you know, once was on fire for God, once preached truth, once held on, and then all of a sudden everything just fizzles out. No, there's going to be people that's going to hold the truth until he comes. There will be people, I believe, that will hold truth until he comes. The Bible says so. So two promises in closing. Number one, an open door is set before them that no man can shut. This open door is an open door of being able to do the will of God, the work of God, preaching the gospel, reaching the lost, this open door that no man can shut. You see, no man can stop the gospel from being preached. They thought they could. They, they beheaded some people. They killed some disciples. They didn't stop the gospel from being preached. They put some disciples in prison. They beat them. Still didn't stop the gospel from being preached. So that open door that no man can shut is our ability today in an evil generation, in an in a evil world, to still preach the gospel, to still carry the word to a lost and dying world, to still tell people Jesus saves. Oh, that's a good open door, isn't it? And so no man can stop the gospel from being preached. This open door also refers to the open door in heaven. In Revelation 4 and 1, no man can hinder the true church from being raptured when Jesus comes. Ain't nobody going to stop what's getting ready to happen. Oh, the, 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 the world's pretty powerful, Pastor. They're not as powerful as our God. The dead are still going to get up. And we which are alive and remain are still going to be caught up together with them in the air. So, yeah, the church is going to be raptured. That's right. It is going to be raptured. So in verse 10, there's given a definite promise of escaping the great tribulation. The church will be raptured, and I feel at the beginning of what is known as the great tribulation period. With that said, those two promises that, that he has given an open door that no man can shut, that also there is a promise we will not have to go through all those things. This is the Church of Philadelphia. You, you, you want to be able to miss all of this tribulation and all the things that's coming up on the earth? Then serve the Lord today. Hold on to his word and don't deny the name of Jesus. Oh, keep on preaching, preachers. Keep on shouting, saints. Keep on loving the Lord. Keep on running the aisles. Keep on worshiping because your praise and worship unto the Lord is to tell others he's coming and we're going to stay faithful until he comes. Well, that's the Church of Philadelphia. That brings us to a close. And I just wonder sometimes when we... Uh, uh, get ready to think about the great things that's coming up on this earth and how that one day we're going to hear him say well done one day we're going to get out of this world you may have to go by the way of the grave but you're still going to get up you may be alive and remain but you're going to go up hold fast the word of God 
Don't deny his name. Keep preaching, teaching in the name of Jesus. Keep baptizing in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word today. We thank you for the study. I pray that I have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully, that we will all understand what is written. Lord, help us to hold fast your word, to be doers of the word, obey your word, and also help us never, ever to deny your name. Preaching and teaching your name, baptizing in your name, doing everything in word and deed in your name. Because we are looking for you to come. And we don't want to have any rejection when we stand before you. We want to hear you say, well done. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, looking at uh, our lesson today, I hope it's been a blessing to you. I hope it has helped you to understand uh, how important it is that we uh, live according to the Word, uh, we obey the Word, and um, we we preach His name, teach His in His name, uh, we we embrace His name, and we baptize in His name. We ask, seek, and find everything in his name. So if you need something today, you're going to get it if you will be obedient to the word and ask in his name. Well, um, with that said and done, we do have our trivia question up and running. And what book in the Bible uh, is an iron axe head recorded as floating... All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, we didn't get our um, 60 seconds with the pastor in, we didn't get our Commonwealth Minute in, but we will catch up tomorrow. How about that? Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy this spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.